Hello, and welcome to Brace and Ren 3 Direct-to-Video. Today we'll be discussing the Season 1, Episode 3, episode, A Pair of Kings, titled A Mermaid's Tale. Um, with me, as always, to break down all things aquatic and all things on land is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? Bryce, it's going great, and you want to know why? Why? There are no mermaids in my house. That is fantastic. That's good. People with legs only. Yes, yes. Well, it's from what I understand, I don't think mermaids can go into houses. I think that if they're carried through a threshold, they instantly get legs. So is it any threshold, or is it the palace threshold specifically? I think, so the, the great book, the big book, seems to say that it's just the palace, but um, I feel like there's some leeway. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, next question, though. Mm-hmm. Are all mermaids going to try to, like, steal my home? All mermaids will ultimately try to steal whatever threshold they go through. Okay, because all yeah. mermaids are the same. All, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of mermaid logistics, and, you know, that we gotta figure out in this world. Uh, last week, we had, uh the big kahuna that we had to figure out kahula and then this week we had to figure out uh a lot about wrapping our brain around mermaids a lot of exposition in this episode yeah right and i'm sure like never gonna get anything (laughs) mermaid again A a lot of lore that we're gonna need to really keep in our back pockets for the finale when all of these rules um seem to make sense yeah Ren. so this is a show i'm quickly learning that uh it gets to do whatever it wants because it makes up the rules as each episode happens it like it's it 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 doesn't have the problem cory in the house had Mm -hmm. where in a show about the son of the white house chef Mm -hmm. can only realistically do so many plot lines yes like, this is just, like, magic, wacky island. Like, they introduced mummies in the first episode. Mm-hmm. We So, like, introducing mermaids now, it, it isn't some weird shock. No. We're, and we're gonna get desensitized fast, I think, to... Oh, yeah. To the shenanigans on King Cow. Because even with the mermaids, I was... By, like, halfway through the episode, once we see that she is the starfish that is on her, like, her necklace that can hypnotize all men... In the same way that a siren does, like uh, calling it her siren's call, which, by the way, the, I believe sirens and mermaids are two distinctly different yeah, creatures they're, they're in different lore. Kind of sea monsters. Yes, like I think they have similar concepts, but like mermaids are not traditionally evil. I don't, I don't know enough about the origins like, uh, of mermaids to, to know. One I, way or the I other. guess the only thing combining them is that mermaids and sirens are usually like depicted as pretty women. Yes, so I think yeah, I, I didn't think sirens had like fish legs. Yeah, so let's um here's how I understand it. So yeah. I think that the difference, and this is this isn't like me drawing. This is just me drawing off of like what little I know about sirens and mermaids. So I think sirens traditionally, um, they might be beautiful, they might not, but their main thing is lulling ships and sailors into rocks to get them to die right and then mermaids their whole thing is to lull sailors to 
um, be with them instead of their wives back at port. Is that, is there any, is that true, Ren? What do you think? Yeah, that's 100% true. That's, like, historically accurate. You can read mm-hmm. about it and, like, if you go to the library right now, you can find a ton of books written mm-hmm. by uh, people in, like, first person who experienced that firsthand. <laughs> people in it's like first... A huge, it's a huge genre. Yeah. People in... They specifically wrote about it in first person. Yes. And <laughs> yes. so next, next I had to make a big decision. Go <laughs> out to sea to uh, embrace my mermaid love or go to port to see my wife and three children. Yes. I love it. Good. Yeah, um this is this is classic literary we all learn this in like English class. Yes. And they didn't so the writers here on King Cow did not want to have to try to explain that these are mermaids not sirens, so they said let's just make the mermaids also be sirens. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh mermaid dad siren mom. Sure. Sure. Uh, so and yeah. these are all sisters? Yeah, they're all sisters. They're okay. all twins. Okay. They're all twins. Oh, like their twins aren't Qu- there. Quint- that quintu- oh, oh, okay. So they're not <laughs> twins with each other. <laughs> okay. Um Yes. So I we we got a lot to unpack here, Red. <laughs> Mermaids. Uh we get uh, what's his name? I I still don't know his name yet. The which one? Michaela's one? dad. Oh, no, Mason. I know Lanny. Mason, 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 Mason. And I I always I, you say it, and I'm always like, oh yeah, movie Mason. But it, I think it's just because there's movie Mason, and it's hard for me to accept that there's possibly think, another Mason in this world. Think of him as Muscle Mason. Muscle Mason. So there's movie Mason and Muscle Mason. That that should help me, Ren. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so because we got Muscle Mason who he's taking a day off and we don't we don't get an explanation as to why he's going away. Like the like if you were going to take a day off, would you have to explain to your boss why? No, no, but um, you're saying that like he should have told the Kings like Boomer and Brady went easy on him. Yeah, I'm gonna well, keep him in line a bit more. I'm yeah, I'm saying that, you know, if his role as head of security he, I don't think, you know, hashtag no days off for Muscles Mason. So you think that, like, it's out of character for him to take a day off? What is he doing? What does he have to do? Like, he's got he chores go to, to do? We know he used to like surfing. Maybe he's surfing now. He's going to take it. allowed. It, no, it's, this island, I feel like it's established that he can go surfing whenever he wants. But it's on the clock. Like maybe he's catching up on some some TV. Yeah, maybe. Like yeah, maybe I he's gotta catching up on Bryce and Ren. Yeah, I gotta go. I'm gonna take the day off. Gonna you know listen to some Bryce and Ren. I gotta watch. Uh, you know we just our HBO out here just got Girls season two, so I gotta watch that. You think he likes it? I don't know. I couldn't tell you a damn dang darn shoot thing about Girls. We'll watch girls next and have a miserable I don't want time to. doing it. I don't want to. Um, yeah, so we have all of this going on. We got the boys uh, entrapped in a mermaid scheme. We have Lanny 
who uh, by the end of the episode finds himself engaged to a mermaid and Ren, I know that you have some questions about maybe some uh, age situations here. Uh, yeah, so uh, what what's considered an adult on King Cow? Because I'm pretty sure it's not what whatever age Lanny is. No. Um. Well. Yeah. And even even like on either side of it, because then you could also say like we don't know necessarily how old the mermaid is, but the mermaid's <laughs> first. It, we don't, right? But like I guess technically we don't <laughs> we don't know that these mermaids are adult women. This could, it could be like, like um, oh sure that's gonna hold up. It could be who is it? Is it J J Abrams? Um. No, it's the the big explosion guy, Michael Bay. Michael Bay, who infamously had a line in like one of his Transformers movies. Yes, Transformers Four, where one character like explains the Romeo and Juliet law. Yeah, and she she's and he like has a card in his wallet that explains it. Yes, and explains like that they're because of that they're like their age is not weird that it's okay or whatever. I haven't seen it. I've just heard you know I've read read threads on Reddit all about it. Um, but maybe we got some of that going on here with Lanny and the mermaids. Um, yeah, maybe they just watched Transformers 4. Yeah. Um, so we have that plot going on. Uh, we get some epic water guns and, uh, I think again, some more establishing of who Brady and Boomer are as people. So, yeah. Um, and we what start a pair of kings. What a pair of kings. We start the episode Ren where we ended and spent most of last week actually uh, on the beach. Yeah, do you think this is the same beach or is this just is this just the same green screen? The same the same green screen. <laughs> I like, don't think continuity is that tight. I feel disrespected by the fact that they aired this. Like as a viewer, <laughs> like the green screen looks terrible. Yeah, they're it's like awful, immediately yeah, noticeable. They're playing really awkward football on the beach. Like, how long do we think our pair of kings? Like, they were like, "Hey, do you want to go down to the beach and play catch?" Yeah, and like, how long yeah, are they down only here? If we act like it's a soundstage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because Boomer throws it, and then we see a shot of like just Brady alone. With, like, a terrible backdrop. And it's like, did they film this in COVID times where, like, they had to be kept, you know, six feet apart or something like that? What's going on? They predicted COVID. Maybe. Um, but, you know, things are going to go from awkward to uncomfortable as, uh, you know, directly to Brady's right is a uh, set of five, uh, at first he believes, just straight up women uh, s- standing on the beach. And kind of making, like, you know, some flirty remarks at them. Would you be uh, seduced by the women on the rocks? <laughs> uh, so, okay. Like if, if, if you were on the beach and you were just, like, walking around alone, you found five women. Five women. <laughs> and they all, like, immediately started coming on to you yeah. and saying they wanted something from you. Would you be like, yeah, I'm into this. Yeah, I think there's a... I think that's a no. I think that's a no. <laughs> and so, well, it's almost kind of a no for Brady. Brady's like, maybe, I don't know. And Boomer's like, but dude, you like Michaela. Like, what? A, think about Michaela. Like, you can't do this to her. Yeah, he couldn't do this to Michaela. What, what would she think? I don't think... I don't think she'd give a shit. I don't think she would care. 
if Brady showed up with, you know, women like three women on one arm and two on the other. I don't I don't think she's gonna kill. Oh, well, I Bryce, you're forgetting yeah. one important detail. They're dirty little mermaids. What? I said Excuse they're me? mermaids. All right. And they can get off my property. Listen, uh, Boomer's single, but Brady, Brady, you can have them, okay? Um, this was some, like, I don't know, like, xenophobic feels like I'm, it's the <laughs> correct word, but it's not, it, it, um, feels crude and, like, impolite to use that word here because there's, like, real xenophobia. Um, in the world. But, like... Well, like, at the heart of what happened is mm-hmm. Brady and Boomer saw some people who didn't look exactly like them. Yes. And they reacted very negatively. To very that negatively. Act. Outwardly towards them. And they um, never learned a lesson about it. Of course not. No. In fact, they, like, pretty much tossed them back into the ocean. Um, well, they are evil. That's... It doesn't... So there's, like, nothing to correct. So long as a race is pure evil, then you can be racist to them. Correct. Yes. That's, you know, it's the uh, Bahavia and Dubinian way. Dubinia. Debate all over again. Um, so these mermaids, these girls, these, um, they... Adult women. They are definitely adult women. Like, they are... Uh, well above the age of our Brady and Boomer, and well, well, well above the age of Lanny. Um, but so they are, and you mentioned this already, you know, the women on the rocks here, Ren. This is not, as far as I understand, like, mermaids don't hang out on dried up rocks on the beach, right? I haven't seen Little Mermaid in a long time, but I'm pretty sure she, like, breathes water. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. She's got to be in that to be able to, to like to be able to, Yes. Yeah, that's how I understood mermaids as well. So <laughs> seeing them here, they could it, and this goes to show even more so how much the beach is a green screen cuz they couldn't even put these girls in water. They they didn't even want to put them, you know, in shallow you build beach a water. Pool. <laughs> it was inflate a pool. Yeah, you will be on this giant styrofoam rock and this is how it will be. This is it. Um, so we learn, we get a little bit of lore here. You know, um, if they are brought through the threshold of the castle, they will get their legs. Um, and that gets Brady, Brady and Boomer interested um, because they're not interested in them as mermaids, but maybe as humans, they might be interested, right? Yeah, because then they're normal. Because, yeah. Yeah. So they're um they're like the breeding boomer are like, all right, we're we're gonna go get something to help you out. Uh, and I feel Ren, so this is our, our first scene as the episode is set up. Where do you think this is going? Can we like I, let's think about that for a second. So my immediate first instinct is mm-hmm. alright, these aren't actually mermaids. Then you know, I remember what show I'm watching, and they can actually be mermaids. Uh-huh. Like, the... The clear, obvious direction of this episode should be that, you know, not all mermaids are evil. And the kings learn to, like, reconcile with the mermaids. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Uh, 
That's that's actually a great point. Very first of all, very un-Disney. But this is yeah. now two weeks in a row where it's been okay. Here, here's this person or these people that are different that we are told that we don't like them, and so rather than try to make peace or learn more about them, it's more about like oh we meddled with them, and they don't really do too much against us, but we still are, let's not tolerate this and let's make sure that they are out of our lives for good. Yeah. Um, that's a great point, Ren. So I, I was hoping, and I forgot what show I was watching. I was hoping that the rest of the episode would really just be about them trying to find complex ways to get these five, um, adult women through the castle threshold. So you thought that was going to be like our big plot. I yes, I thought it was going to be like all right, how like are we going to carry these women up the beach? Like they're going to get tired, they're going to try to leave them, they're going to be upset. Like I thought, okay, there's some comedy here for just simply trying to physically carry five people, five like <laughs> adults um all the way up to the castle and through the threshold. That, that it could was be interesting. Easy that part. Yes, it is easy um, because they they do take their vehicle. But before they take their vehicle, Ren, um, we learn that Mason is taking a day off. We discussed that already, um, and Roger is gonna be put in charge. Not Roger. You mean the guard that picks his nose and his ear? Oh man, that Roger. He's disgusting. Like, how does a guy like that even get on the guards with someone like Mason, you know, in charge? Yeah, I can't how do, tell. How does he let a mistake like that happen? I can't tell if Mason is intense or if he's so chill. Like, if he's a little bit of both. Yeah, and I need him to be one or the other. You you don't you don't want like layers here. You want it like nice, simple. <laughs> one one thing. Character is has one trait. Yeah, if I if I had a complaint about this Disney show, it would be that this character is being portrayed uh, in a too complex of a way, and I need for them Mason to simplify him. Mason has too much depth for yeah. a Disney Channel show. Um, no, but like I just feel like he you wanted to pick a lane. I wanted to pick a lane. I don't think that he's always intimidating, and he doesn't always need to be. But, like, that's where a lot of his comedy comes from. And then other times, he's, like, the Chef Victor. Um, And so, how does he let this guard on? You know, this was the Chef Victor in him. But then, when it comes to, like, practicing, like, how is Michaela such a skilled warrior? Well, that's, you know, that's more of the, the Mason. That's the muscly side of things. I wonder what side this show will choose to pursue more. Mm-hmm. Because eventually, they're going to, like, exaggerate the hell out of these characters. <laughs> and yes. even now, I like, I fear what that means. No. Um, well, so Roger is going to be put in charge. But Michaela says, let's not do that. He picks his nose. Mason agrees and picks Michaela, which is nepotism. But yeah, but it's okay because, you know, the kings, they don't care. Yeah. Like, Mason's basically in charge. No. So, alright, so Mason's gone. Michaela tells the boys, hey, listen, I'm in charge. Uh, hopefully you're not going to get up to too much crazy stuff. 
And that's when they say, well, we're just, you know, gonna bring some mermaids up to the castle and walk them through the threshold to get them some legs. Uh, mermaids are evil and have unknown powers, Ren. Yeah, that sounds about right. I believe yeah. that immediately upon being told. Mm-hmm. And so Michaela wants to dispose of the mermaids. Not her yeah, words, mine, but <laughs> pretty much what she wants to do. Right. Well, I mean, mermaids are evil. They're evil. Um, and this, so at the end of this, let's maybe point to like all the evil things that they did here. They kicked the kings out of their castle. Okay. Then they turned uh, Michaela into a fish. No, Ren, come on. Proper term, mermaid. Mermaid, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michaela into a mermaid. And then, uh... Oh, one of them was a pedophile trying to marry a kid. That one was pretty bad. You didn't like that one? No, I, th- I think that was... Of the crimes they committed, that's the one I, you know, mm-hmm. I want to see justice done for. Okay. Most of all. Mm-hmm. So is that... Like, those are, like, the big crimes, right? They, they didn't, like, they only did three, so it can't be that bad. Yeah. It was in a short amount of time. Well, that's a really good point. Yeah. So I don't know... Yeah, that's a really good point. Ren, I don't know if we, you know, I feel like we came on here, we've kind of been defending the mermaids a little bit. Yeah, but, like, the show actually did a really good job at showing us that they are pure evil, you know. <laughs> they'll, like, take, they'll take your home, uh, they'll take your things, they'll marry your kids. Yeah. Like, so. it, these are very real, I think, like, relatable <laughs> fears. <laughs> Thanks, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, the boys send Michaela. They're like, yeah, the mermaids are down, like, walk, follow the river, and then it's the third cove on your right. And she's like, sounds good. I'll be back. So she goes. While that's happening, that's when we get the whole sequence of the boys sneaking the mermaids into the house. They all get legs. And then uh, Lanny come downstairs uh, and Lanny Likey. <laughs> oh, Lanny Likey. Who, um, who, there's another pop culture figure, and I don't want to get, hold on, I don't want to mix up my words here. Lanny's not a pop culture figure. <laughs> <laughs> but there is a pop culture figure that does that, right? That's like, ooh, man, Likey, right? Me Likey? Yeah, I think so. Maybe not. Who says that? Um, it might oh, be. No. I it might I think it's another maybe it's on a pop culture figure. Maybe it's just like another character from one of these kids' shows. Like Gibby or something? Yeah, exactly. Like Gibby likey. Like, yeah. Stickler like the stick man likey. Stick sticky likey. I could I could see that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the stick man. <laughs> uh um that ruined his career. Poor guy goes from Lizzie McGuire to Cory in the house to can can canceled. Um, Killed it before he can start. I know. Um, so after the mermaids are turned into humans. Yeah. Mer people. Mer people. They are kicked out, um, via the siren shell thing. The siren starfish that can command. It has command over men. So she says that ran. And what are you thinking? Command over men? Yeah. Like, uh, she can do whatever she wants to men, right? 
Oh, okay. So, but like what, plot wise, sure. Okay. So, but plot wise, <laughs> but plot wise, where do you think this story is going now? Now that we have, then I'm disappointed. I'm looking at the clock. All right, we're five minutes in. These mermaids are in the castle. Um, but so where do you th- where do you think this is going next? She is going to like enslave the men. Okay. And, like, use them as figureheads. Yes, but so who do we know is put in charge of the the uh, the watch oh, that day? Right, Bryce. Just today, like c- completely coincidentally and conveniently, the head of the guard is a girl. That seems like this is gonna be, you know, our way out, right? It's gonna be. Michaela's gonna kill the mermaids for us. It's gonna be maybe not kill, but uh, in my terms, not hers. Like, dispose of them. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I, I'm like, okay, this seems like I know where this is going. Michaela was, she's off on this journey. This mermaid thing is gonna get worse. She's gonna come back, clean it all up. It's a done deal, right? Yeah. Uh, I also want to point out. Um, so the boys are hypnotized and sent out, but Lanny, Lanny is welcome in the in the castle with the mermaids. <laughs> Let's not say anything yeah. else there, Red. But all right. Let's move on. Um, so, Michaela does not find mermaids. Instead, she finds Roger. Yeah, he likes Taylor Swift. Hey, who's interrupting my Taylor Swift? What a... Th- I, I get it, but what a cringeworthy line. Funny, right? S- no. Did you laugh? Hey, he said Taylor Swift. you laugh because you recognize the name? This nose picker likes Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, Booger eater. Yeah. Booger eating Taylor Swift listening. Yeah. Um, and he said it kind of funny, too. Like, it it, it wasn't a funny That's line, funny. but he's, the way he said it was kind of funny. Like a little bit silly, huh? Like, hee hee ha ha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... All right. So again, I'm looking at the clock. I'm using my, um, have you ever done this with a show? I'm sure you have, where you're looking at the clock to try to figure out where is this going? So like, for example, when you watch, I used to watch house a lot and we may have talked about this before, but when you're 25 minutes into an episode of house and they think that they've cured the patient, you know, that patient's not cured. So I get what you're saying. So I'm here and we're about, maybe halfway through the episode and Michaela comes back to the palace and is immediately going to confront the mermaids. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm at a loss. I'm like, okay, we're, we're wrapping this up so quick. She's going to tell them to get out. They're going to try to hypnotize her. They won't be able to. And then she's going to, you know, brute force it and they're gone. Like, really? We're doing this. Um, Ren, uh, did you fill your bingo spot? Did you predict this before the episode started? Michaela gets turned into a mermaid. I could never have seen that coming, you know? I didn't even know it was a power they had. I thought you just had to be, like, born one. Yeah, add that to the list of unknown powers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, this was bonkers, right? She and like she was becoming more mermaid by the second. More mermaid than the actual mermaids that we saw at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, like what was up with that? Yeah, um, as we see her. Also, mm-hmm. I think the big crime here is the fact that like Boomer and Brady didn't immediately 
just bring her to the threshold the first chance they got. They were in the palace multiple times before they actually brought her in at the end. Well, you see, they already brought the car up. It's low on gas. They'd have to go get it filled up, right? They don't want to make that trip again. Yeah, that's right. Might as so, well just leave her there. Yeah. Um. Oh, <laughs> uh, these people. What do we think? We've talked about their actions, but not about them. Let's like, what's going on with Brady and Boomer? What do, you think, what do you think of them? I, they're a little bit weird this episode, I thought. Mm-hmm. Like, someone felt off. You think so? I don't know. Like, I think it was the fact they were portraying Brady so, like, sympathetically. Like, him carrying Michaela in at the end. <laughs> like, too too sincere. I don't buy that for a second. Why would no. Mason just give give him her his daughter? Um, yeah. Especially after he was directly responsible for this. Like, again, like, Mason is really kind of wishy-washy. If he finds out that his daughter's been turned into a mermaid by these buffoons, like, shouldn't he have their heads? He barely wants them talking to her. Yeah. They haven't even been, been here for three weeks and they've already put his daughter in danger. Yeah. Um... And then Boomer, on the other hand, is like, um, he is not a plot driver, but he is here for like some jokes. Yeah, he buffs the mermaid's feet. Yeah, he gets he gets like some funny lines in, but I never feel like he has any agency. Like he is Brady's sidekick. Like this feels it that. feels like Brady's show and not. Boomer yeah, and Brady, Brady is the very obvious main character. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we both know why. Yeah. It's because he's despicable. That's right, Bryce. Yeah. I hate Mitchell Musso. He sucks. He's I don't like him at all. Like nothing about <laughs> his acting comes off sincere or endearing no. or even remotely likable. Mm-mm. Like, there was one, like, brief little shot where it was just Boomer and Michaela in one scene, and all I could think was, I can't wait until Mitchell Musso's gone. Mm -hmm. So he's eliminated, or disposed of, um, Michaela's words, not mine. So, getting back to the plot of this, um, alright, so how, (laughs) I didn't mention this. So uh, after Michaela gets turned into a mermaid and thrown onto the beach off of the, like, palace wall. So, Ren. What? Well, so not only do, after Michaela's pushed off the wall as a mermaid, but the boys go down to the beach to meet her, and they're carrying a fishing rod and a giant net. Yeah, because they don't respect her. What about it? Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, They're kind of mean to someone who they, they... <laughs> transformed their fault. Mm-hmm. It was cleaning up mm-hmm. their mess. Yeah. I mean... And, like, again, they don't really suffer any consequences for this. No. Is this... Like... Mm-hmm. No, you go. I was gonna ask, is this worse than anything Corey ever did? Corey? You know, like, I guess this is worse, because Corey never, like, brought 
I guess, terrorists into the White House. <laughs> Correct. You know? Yeah. Or he was never directly responsible for the biological, physiological uh, species changing of any of his friends. Yeah, that's very true. That's a that's a big point in mm-hmm. Corey's favor. Yes. Um I, I to be honest, Ren, we were talking about uh the terrible green screen. I'm surprised that Disney spent any sort of money to show us the transformation of legs to fins. Not that it was a good I'm... effect, but that there was any effort put in. I'm surprised anyone at Disney Channel like read that script and was like, "Yeah, let's film that." <laughs> like you're you're kidding me? No one stopped to be like, "No, one, we don't have the budget for this." Two, stupid. <laughs> Red, that's because they were they were trying to pump out as many shows as possible that teens would enjoy. This is what the I... teens love. Teens love Pair of Kings, mm-hmm. where uh, two twins inherit an entire tropical island mm-hmm. and fight mummies and mermaids. Was there a weird line in here um, about the weird kid in gym class that wears a tail? What? Is there? I, I'm pretty sure. If there was, I missed it. Yeah. There was a line about, uh, I forget what they said. Oh, girls who aren't wearing headgear. <laughs> Which I thought, and I was like, okay. <laughs> Maybe they're not wearing headgear because they're in their 30s. <laughs> Grown-ups. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they have to... Uh, Mason comes back, and they have to steal... Is it the big book or the great book? It's the great book. Okay, they gotta steal the great book. From the palace, because it has pretty much the secret to how to deal with the mermaids. Lucky for them, Boomer's into feet. <laughs> did he do a feet thing last week, too? I don't know, but I, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I he bet painted... they're going to make this thing feet. Didn't he, really did he paint toes? Oh, he didn't paint toes. Uh, well, he, he, was, did he, make the, he made the joke about having uh, 11 toes or something like that. And then we saw the yes. shot of the big kahula's feet. Again with the feet. Um, I don't like that. That's, that's a bad precedent. Let's track that. Let's track that. How many episodes have us looking at feet in this show? Ugh. So he's going to buff out some feet. And while he's doing that, you know, Mason and Brady are going to steal the great book. There's not, not much with this, right? Um, uh... Oh, no, no, no. Brady gets trapped in his shirt. What are you talking about? What? <laughs> what do you mean he gets? Tell me about this. He starts to, like, Mason goes to grab the book, and then he turns around, and Brady has, like, both his arms in his other shirt sleeves. Did you not see this? I barely missed it. How did you miss it, Bryce? He was trying to scratch his elbow and everything. I don't know. It was, maybe it was when I was writing the, uh, about the, uh, the feet buffering, <laughs> but... You must have been really invested. Yeah, uh, I wrote, I wrote an essay on this feet buff- buffering, so... <laughs> Um, so he's, like, stuck in his shirt? Yeah, he's stuck in his shirt. Is that why when he comes down later, he's like, oh, I gotta get better at this? Or is that... He just falls? Now I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Uh, good. So, anyway, so they they take the great book, they find out, Ren, what is the secret 
What's the secret sauce to get the mermaids back into mermaids? Oh, uh, you gotta throw salt water on them. Obviously. Like, just a little bit of salt water. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, Michaela, uh, does she have any interesting insight on this? No, she can't speak anymore. Yeah, well, can she make any sounds at least? Yeah, like, do you remember that episode of Spongebob where they start swearing a lot? Mm Mm-hmm. Like that. Oh, dolphin sounds. Yeah. Okay. You know, like a mermaid makes. (laughs) Like a real mermaid makes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that was, it was weird that she was going more full mermaid, right? Than the actual mermaids. Any of the other mermaids, yeah. So, all right, so Breeding Boomer really messed up. They really messed up. So they, they're going to undo this. They got to go and sneak into the palace again and spray the girls with salt water. But before they can do that, Lanny has a question that's been on his mind. And he's going to propose to one of the mermaids to be his queen. And the woman, the adult woman says Mm. yes. Yes. So you know, King Cow could be could be uh, part of the Games of Thrones Game of Thrones universe, Ren. Yeah, it's cool for kids to marry adults in this world. It's all politics, mm-hmm. baby. <laughs> yeah, and this is so. This also was just weird because it felt like it felt like back in the first episode. You know how Lanny was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be king now." Yeah, and like he at least had some people behind him. This time, I felt like he was back in that mindset of like, "Oh, I'm gonna be king now. You'll be my queen." But like that didn't feel like that was a through line in this episode. Wasn't at all. It was just splashed in. Yeah. Um, in fact, I thought up until we saw him, I thought that we weren't gonna see him this episode. I have I was a like, question for you though. Yeah. About people we haven't seen this episode. Okay. Where is the goddamn talking fish? <laughs> I like the longer they wait to show him again, the more I hope he just never shows just... up again. We were totally, you know, when you build a TV pilot, you got to put in there everything that's going to make the people come back. And that talking fish has us coming back week after week to try to figure out if it's going to be back. So they knew what they were doing. I don't <laughs> know where it is, Ren. Um, if it's me, like, Maybe he's keeping it, like, in his drawer? Like, maybe it's in his wardrobe? I don't know. But... Like, my hope, my hope mm-hmm. of all hopes is that someone on the writing staff realized, <laughs> no, we can't. We they simply shut, can't. They shut it down. Well, are, are we gonna get the talking fish? Um, Like, even when he does show up, like, at this point, it feels like it's been too long. Yes, it's gonna feel weird again. Like, all of a sudden, he's just an entity again. Right? Like, oh, there's this fish talking to Lanny. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Um. What if we never see the mummy again? The mummy. That would also be pretty funny. The mummy we gotta see, but it's gonna tell us everything about the show if we don't see him until episode, like, 12 or 13. So, like, the mid-season, like, finale point. Um. Or even, like, at the end of the season, I could see them doing... Where it's like, all right, here's a plot. We're not going to touch it for 22 episodes, and then we'll get back to it in episode 23. Right. Good pace. Yeah, great pace. Really good. Um, 
ultimately, they turn the girls back into mermaids. They turn Michaela. They walk her to the threshold. As you said, Brady gets this hero moment as he's the one carrying Michaela. Um, and Brady apologizes, as he should, for what he did. And Michaela screeches at him in Dolphin. And then she's like, ha, I tricked him. Got him. Got him. And scene. So, yeah, that was another great episode of A Pair of Kings. <laughs> um, Do you ever read... Because as the episode ends, it tries to te- on Disney Plus, it tries to tease us for what's to come, and yeah. I couldn't resist the temptation and did read at least the plot description for the episode next week. Oh, what is it? Is it uh? I, I think I did see one, that one. Is it they, they adopt like a cute animal? Or they something? adopt a cute animal, and the cute animal gets angry and grows to the size of like a skyscraper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> amazing. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see the design. I can't wait to see the effects. Uh, And I can't wait to see how Brady and Boomer uh, get themselves out of this one. And spoilers, it's because there's going to be an answer in the great book that they didn't read the first time. And, you know, then the incident's going to happen. Then they're going to read it. And then they're going to find the solution. And then it's going to be fixed. So long as Brady and Boomer get everything they want, no matter what, I'll be happy. Would it shake things up if the great book, like, take everything great book out of this show? Would the writing staff have to try? Yes. Okay. The great book is literally just like, all right, let's wrap this shit up. <laughs> like, anytime they say the words great book, you could, like, instantly know, okay, we're winding down. Yeah, then that, that should have been my tell throughout the episode. I should have stopped looking at the clock and instead been like, okay, they haven't said great book, so we're fine. Uh, we still got more plot to get through. You know, when they say great book early, that's your sign that, all right, once the great book comes back into play, mm. that's, how we're, that's how we're gonna this yeah. up. Um, I wonder if there is a... If anyone has tried to recreate the great book um, from what we know of what's inside of it. Should we have been uh, writing down rules the way yes. we did, like, Ned's tips? Yes, I think so. Um, because I don't know if that's been tracked, and I don't want the great book to be lost in time. And in fact, maybe if you and I uh, memorize it, maybe you and I will get to be kings of King Cow someday. Yeah, let's treat the great book like a real Bible. <laughs> <Our> Bible. <laughs> just to see what happens. <laughs> um, we could meet some really interesting people that way, Ren. I think so too. If we, I think we'd make a lot of new friends. Oh, we, yes, yes. Okay. Um. Did we have? Did we have fun here with the did mermaids? We have fun? I don't know if no. I liked this one that much. Yeah. Um. But it 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 does have the train wreck element of I. You can't look away, right? Um, it does have that, you and, know. It does feel appropriately. It's it's got that coriness I was looking for. A hundred percent. We got those those boomer moments back, Ren. What is the boomer moment of this episode? What is the boomer moment of this episode? What do you think? I mean, like, I to me, because I always think of like the friends 
title for Boomer Moments. So like the one where, and it like it's got to be like the one where Michaela gets turned into a mermaid. Yeah, like, I was for gonna me, say it. that's what what it's got to be. Yeah, that's probably the boomer moment. Yeah. The one where Corey gets into a cage with a live bear. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um. Okay, so let's let's think a little bit about our, you know, the approval rating here, Ren. So our kings did get kicked out of their castle by letting in an evil race that the Great Book warned them about. So, you know, negative. Good mm-hmm. news is it doesn't seem like anybody noticed. Uh, correct. In fact, all of the background Kinkawians were absent this episode, aside from a couple of guards. Right? That was, yeah, that they, was it. Yeah, everyone else had the day off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe they were at uh, Mason's Beach surf party. <laughs> so, you know, they messed up, but did people find out? Probably not. Um, it, this feels neutral, because I think that they didn't... They made some mistakes. It was fixed in the end. But even then, like... The mistakes that they made... The Kinkawian people... Like... I don't know. I don't think that they would have cared. I think, like, if anything, the Kinkawians would have been excited watching their kings, like, shoot a bunch of mermaids. Mermaids, yeah. They did that in, like, open forum. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, and, well, the guards probably saw it, right? So maybe the guards are going to go tell others about yeah, how their kings like, slayed the cool mermaids. Stories. Yeah, our kings yeah, slayed the King mermaids. King Brady, like, snap a mermaid's neck. Yeah. Uh, that's actually... I'm gonna go up, I think. Yeah! I, I convinced myself. Yeah, I'm gonna go to 85. I'll also go to 85. Our kings are doing well. They're doing pretty well. Um, overall, you know, we look at this episode, and... Was it... It's missing, like... There's a few moments of, like, wow, I can't believe this is happening in front of me. But it doesn't sustain that energy the whole time. And I think that we are going to get episodes where we get scene after scene as, wow, I can't believe this is happening in this way. Um, Yeah. So to me, like, this feels what I think is going to be, like, like, probably 7 out of 10 for me. Oh, you're going Um, up. I, I personally, I liked that she got turned into a mermaid. I like the absurdity of let's bring these five mermaids through this threshold after we've been warned not to. Um, the foot buffering was bizarre as all get out. The uh, proposal was absurd. And everything at the end of the episode is essentially back to square one. So it's all cleaned up really nicely. Um, I'm going to go seven out of ten with it. I think this is going to be our like a standard for this show. I think you're being very generous. I like I agree, wacky episode, you know, Michaela being turned into a mermaid, the whole mermaid of it all, you know, big, but I don't know. I didn't I feel like I guess hmm. were you not entertained? I felt, 
I, I'm yeah. You know, I'm not entertained on the level that I was with like, say the mm-hmm. Boomer episode or mm-hmm. the Sophie Shuffle. You know, that's 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 the bar Disney Channel show has to reach to be entertaining, like bare minimum, like whatever lowest value you can attribute to that word. Mm-hmm. And like, did I like it more or less than Beach Bully Bingo? I can I guess that's my distinction point here. I did. I don't think I liked it as much as the pilot, or I don't think I was entertained by it as much as the pilot. No. Still think that was, that's still the standard for Pair of Kings. I'm going to give this one a 5.5. Okay. Alright, yeah, so you're, you're lower on it. So I'm lower on this one. Well, this is good. We're right back in that Corey rhythm. Yes. Yep. Some, some stuff I'm going to love, some stuff I think you're really going to be all about so i'm sure all right um well so yes we have episode uh five right one two three four five next week yep um we are we're gonna be watching of course where the wild kings are which is uh you know gonna be our next episode right i can't wait to watch this episode uh directed by victor gonzalez yeah, and written by uh, Kenny Smith. Yeah, let's hear it for Kenny. Do you want to clap for a bit? No. Um, All right. The Victor Gonzalez began his career as he... Do we want to read about him? Or are we good? He started on ALF. Yeah. As a camera So, operator. what does that tell us? ALF features a, a what, Ren? An alien who eats cats. And the alien is a... Uh, Alf. A puppet. Oh, he's a puppet. Have we seen any puppets in this show? Mitchell Musso. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a puppet to corporate America, that's for sure. Bryce, did you know that Pair of Kings is filmed before a live studio audience but uses a laugh track? I, you know what? I couldn't tell. Isn't that strange? Yeah, I also think it's embarrassing that they haul live people in to stare at this and then send them home and then add the laugh track because they didn't actually laugh. No one laughed? No. All right. Uh, Well, thank you all so much. And I hope that you have a great rest of your day here on King Cow. Enjoy the slopes, everybody. Bye. Bye.